right? <laughs> oh, wow. Just clearing Just our throats clearing here. Our, what a class we had. Yeah, quite the class. You get a lot <laughs> of phlegm built up in there, deep down. <laughs> Stuff's coming up. Stuff's coming. You, you know stuff's coming up. Lash out! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody! Welcome to Mind Body Stuff! Um, is that bothering you guys? Is like it? I said, it lasts two seconds. I'm all, is it bothering it. you? They can fast forward this whole <laughs> stupid intro. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Well, today we are going to talk about... Dun, 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 dun. It's kind of a vague concept for us. We're going to just kind of dive into it and see where we go with this one. Um, we just recorded the last podcast yesterday because we're traveling next week, so... Um, we really have nothing to say about that one, as you haven't listened to it yet at this yeah, point. Yeah, so we're not going to say. We're not, we're not gonna, even going to talk about that one, yeah. so we're going to just jump right into this one. Yeah. Which is, <clears throat> we're going to explore kind of the full spectrum of life and being a human. So we're going to talk about the light and the dark, the female and the male. The sort of extremes, the extreme thinking, you know, you're you're either black or white. I hate to use those colors, but kind of one way or the other. There's not a lot in between sometimes. Yes. That type yeah. of thinking. Yeah. So we're just going to kind of go into this subject and, and see where we end up. But I think there's a lot to explore within this topic. And I think a lot of it really ties into ULA. So... So much of the work that we do with Ula does explore these different parts of who we are. Um, the masculine side of females and males, the feminine side of females and males, the full spectrum of light within who we are as individuals and who we are collectively. Um, yeah, and you made that great post today on Facebook. Oh, about um, our song, Girl Gang. Yeah, that, should um, we just dive into this I think, right yeah, now? I start think talking that, about I mean, it? now that you're sort of talking about the f- feminine and masculine, that really ties into what you're talking about. Yeah, so, um, yes, yeah, right now in our playlist, we have a lot of um, girl power, female empowerment songs. We've got Girl Gang, we've got Tribe, we've got Slash Out! Yeah, but that's not just female. No, but it, I mean, I do, sometimes I, I do associate it. I probably shouldn't, but I do because I feel like she begins the song with like, it's the, I have words and they're kind of stuck in my throat. Yeah. And that, and of course that can be for males too, but I just feel in, in our patriarchal society sometimes that, you know, we're, it, we're told not to say some things yes. as females. And so that really <laughs> hits me when those when that lyric comes up for yeah. whatever reason. I, I can totally see that. Yeah. And I know um I, I I've I've heard that for some it can be maybe it seems counter to the message of Ula that Ula is for everyone. And so I just wanted to kind of clear that up. I've been thinking about it a lot because the last thing that I would want to do is make anyone feel like Ula is not for them. However, my purpose and my passion is empowering women and I, I I stand true to that and I deeply believe in it and I, I, I really believe that when women understand and value their own self-worth and rise up to their power and potential, everybody benefits. It's not threatening to men. It's nothing against men. <clears throat> when we can come into a greater balance between the feminine and the masculine energies and the feminine and masculine um 
maybe uh, leadership, then I truly believe that we will live in a better world. And if you think about how a pendulum swings, you have to put a little more force behind it if you want things to get moving. That's how you create this movement. So maybe you don't Maybe you don't feel a strong connection to this song, or maybe you're not a female, or maybe you don't feel this this need for for power or whatever it is. You still have to think about that that woman that may be in your class who feels voiceless or feels powerless or who has lost her self worth through whatever experiences her life has has given her. And songs like this, even if it's not always about you. And that's the thing. It's about the collective. It's about the community. And when we can, when we can realize that a song like this may give a woman a little bit more confidence or a little bit more um, belief to make movement in her life, to be able to step into her power, to be able to make change in her life, then we—that's who we're doing this song for. And and we can we can empower each other. When we are empowered, we empower each other in a, in a, in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. So I, I just want to, I want to think about this and I, and I want to talk about it and I, I, I just don't want anyone to feel excluded, but I think it just needs to be really clear and be cleared up that songs like this are not anti-male and they're not, they're not about anything except really giving women a safe space to rise and to believe in their power. And don't you think that, you know, we need to sort of establish that equilibrium in our culture that, you know, males have had the voice for quite a while or the the power for quite a while. And so, you know, even as we got some feedback from uh, Kaylee's post from a male, and I loved how he said, it was sort of saying that, you know, that women do need to, to, we need to encourage women to find their voices and to step up. We need to hear more of the feminine sometimes in this particular culture. Mm-hmm, exactly. And he even went as far as saying that Ula is a place that he gets to practice being a more whole person and to try out things that society just says aren't for him either. And that is the destruction of the patriarchal society is that it's not healthy for men either. It teaches men that they shouldn't have feelings or that they can't be soft or that they, the responsibility does fall on their shoulders for many things. And that, that doesn't, that's not healthy. And so I love that he was able to recognize and acknowledge that and um and and yeah so it was really it was a, I'm so glad that he commented because yeah that's exactly exactly what my hope is and I feel like he just nailed it so to practice thanks, Adam yeah that's really good Adam practice being a more whole person and how nice for men too to be able to come and practice their feminine for a little while yeah and too. there are so many songs in Ula where we practice the masculine so many yeah so many Oh my gosh. In almost every, well, definitely in every single ULA class, you will get that balance between the yin and the yang, the soft and the hard, the female and the male, the, the, the powerful and the gentle. All of these elements are there because we do want to just really... So so when I think about it, if we think about us as individuals, I, I don't like to think about growth as necessarily moving forward, but expanding outward in a, a circle, not an oval or a lopsided shape, expanding out into this full being. And that encompasses everything. It, it encompasses the female, the male, the light, the dark, the, the you know, everything. The and yin, the yang. The yin, everything. the yang. And, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things that I do love about Ula 
is that we get to we we get a safe space to experience this mm-hmm. a safe space yes and that and I like how now we can segue into the light and dark issue of Ula too um, which we touched on a little bit I think in our last podcast you have to listen to that but um, <laughs> we were just talking about this earlier today you have to listen to that oh you got your podcast <laughs> it's voice exciting on. You gotta listen to that it's exciting. Um, <laughs> But how we were just talking about this just before we started. But as a counselor, I work with a lot of people that that feel like, you know, in our culture, we're really, you know, we really like the light. We really like mm. stay positive, stay happy, yes. you know, keep keep marching forward, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, all that kind of stuff. And, right. But unfortunately, of course, there are times in our lives where we are in the dark. Where the or the dark comes to visit us, we don't have control over that um, sometimes. And like I have a client whose uh, parent is dying right now, and he was feeling so bad about feeling bad. He was yes. saying, he was saying, you know, well, you know, my dad is dying, and I'm like, yeah, and he's like, and I feel really sad about that, and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you should. Yeah. This is a time where, you know, you're going to have to explore that part, you mm-hmm. know, about endings and death and losing someone you love, mm-hmm. all the darkness and sadness involved in that. But he was feeling guilty for just feeling that way. So on top of feeling bad about feeling bad, he felt bad about feeling bad about feeling bad. Totally. It was like a magnified bad. But we need both the light and the dark again, to make ourselves sort of whole and appreciate this whole experience we get to have on this place, on this planet. Yes. You know? And even in Ula, we get that pushback sometimes where it's like, we just want the happy songs. Uh-huh. I just want to feel happy. And I'm like that. I like the fun songs for sure. But of course, we, in order to really have a fully balanced class, we have to have the darker, the deeper songs too. Mm-hmm. Because those songs make us appreciate the light songs, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's Mickey's voice again. your <laughs> Mickey's feeling good now. Is that Mickey or who is that? Uh-oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mind body stuff with Kaylee, Bernice, Mickey, Brenda, <laughs> Barbara. Barbara. That's right. There's the NPR person, too. <laughs> Penelope. Oh, yeah. Oh, like it. Anyway. Um, have you guys felt that way? Like, it's just such a shame in this society that we, we really struggle with holding space also for people who are in the darkness. Yeah. You know, so often we're like, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Here's a tissue. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Here, stop crying. It'll yeah. be okay. Stop crying. Stop. Stop. It's okay. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's not okay. Sometimes it's not okay. And it's almost like we're not taught. Do you know what I mean? Like we feel so uncomfortable. I do sometimes. Yeah. Even as a therapist, I feel like, uh uh-oh. Right. How do I I talk to this person now, you know, that this has happened? Is it appropriate for me to bring it up? Will it make them cry harder? Right. Will it make them more sad? It's weird that we're not, it's it's so not modeled in our culture mm-hmm. in a weird way mm-hmm. that we really, we don't know how to do it. We're afraid of not doing it right. Yes. You know? Yes. And I think you're totally right about that. It's it's not very um, widely modeled for us in our culture. And so it, it is, it's difficult. 
But I think that's one of the things that we try to do with Ula mm-hmm. is we try to say, you know, this is a space that you you are held and you're safe and you can feel everything that you need to feel. Now, some days you're not going to be super um, affected by the sad songs or, or whatever it is, but there's going to be there's going to be the time that you do need it or there's going to be the person there in there who does need it. And <clears throat> even just being okay with the darker emotions or or this like if if we if, if we just want to call it the darkness, mm-hmm. I mean these the, the times or the songs whatever that aren't just the happy <clears throat> light songs, then what I think what I think this experience can help us do through Ula, which then we can translate to other parts of our life is just kind of getting comfortable with the darkness. Yeah. Oh, Can that. you get comfortable oh, in the context of Ula? Yes. So in your body to the music, moving, it's powerful. Can you get get a little bit more and more and more comfortable with darkness in this space mm. so that as you transition into different relations outside of the context of Ula, you can then be better being in the space of darkness or holding that space for others who are in their own darkness. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the, that's a really important thing that we try to do with Ula. Oh, that is, a, <clears throat> it's so well done too, because it's with, you don't have to really use words. You don't have to use but words. But you can just use your movement and your emotion and your, and your body. And your presence. And your presence, right. Your like, presence. I'm going to, I'm going to stay in this space I'm gonna with stay you. Here I'm not going to check out. I'm yeah. going to stay embodied. Yeah. And that's another thing. I'm not just here with you. It is moving through my body yes. with you. And they can you can see that in the You can see it. I body. mean it's visceral. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. You can see it. Mm-hmm. You are staying in that space mm-hmm. that is often uncomfortable in our in our society. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And you know I was want to talk about um this we did a song today that I've had um well just two people but two different people get triggered by this song for whatever reason it's called the spark which I love it's all about like sharing your spark and finding your spark it's such a great song but these two people both people they don't know each other um every time they hear this song it 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 taps into something deep in them and they feel very very sad mm. and it makes them cry mm-hmm. and not just cry kind of sob like cry. weeping yeah kind of a strong visceral crying oh so more than weeping <laughs> more than weeping <laughs> i'm like, all strong like no go go harder <laughs> deeper go harder with those tears and um i did it in class maybe three or four weeks ago and one of the ladies <laughs> was in class and she said after class she said and i saw her leave when the song started and i didn't realize she told me after class what that she's affected by it but i saw her leave and i'm like oh and then she came back partway through the song and she danced it and mm. she was crying. And then after class, she said, I heard it come on and I thought to myself, I can't do it. Mm. I can't do this song. And she stepped out and then she said to herself, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And she came back in and she did it. And it was almost allowing herself, one, to realize for whatever reason, this song is triggering her. Mm-hmm. And two, to sit with it for a second and see what she wanted to do with that. Because, of course, it would be fine to sit out and just sob if you need to sob. And then putting herself back in to fully feel whatever that emotion was, that deeper emotion maybe underneath that sadness, whatever that was triggering. Sure. And so how wonderful in Ula that you can do that with just in the towards the end of a playlist with just a random song and someone is then processing their sadness, mm-hmm. some part of their darkest being Mm -hmm. that either they don't feel 
I don't know, worthy or loved or, um, or, or they don't feel their spark maybe, or they're afraid to feel sure. it. I don't know. But it, it, again, it's that diving into that darkness for that person. And that wouldn't happen if we were just having a discussion in the front room, you know, Right. Like how fascinating right. that. And in, in, in both of these people right. that have it happen are always surprised that this song does that to them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Isn't which is so, it's so interesting. Fascinating. It is fascinating. And it, also another part of, I think the darkness is um, if we refer to it as like the shadow. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times this shadow can come from our past mm-hmm. and um like i've i've read it described as like and i think we've talked about it this way too it, it's like it's like a backpack mm-hmm. you know and it's like it just it kind of weighs us down we don't necessarily notice it's just on our on our bodies this backpack and it's 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 this heaviness that mm-hmm. we're we're bringing and kind of opening up that bag or opening that backpack you know in in a lot of the work we do be you talk about it as like what's behind that door Mm-hmm. So what are you carrying? I like, I kind of like the backpack analogy though, because it's it goes with you everywhere, and you you feel the weight of it. Yes, and but it's like, okay, can we explore? Can we take a look in there and 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 just first like look at it mm-hmm. and see oh. what it is? What is that? And then can we expose that to the light? Yes, yeah, that's a great way to put it. And and shed light onto onto this stuff, and and maybe all it does is it gives us a little bit more self awareness, mm-hmm. or it can allow for healing, or mm-hmm. it, or it can or it can you know <clears throat> help transform our lives in different ways. But I think when we again I, the key word is safe space. When we can do this in a safe space, whether in safe circles of people or safe ULA classes, then we really start to recognize that everybody has these shadows. Everybody has shadows. Everybody is carrying around disappointment and shame and embarrassment and and, and guilt and all of these things that kind of make up our darkness or, or sadness or whatever it is. And we all, again, that's part of the human experience, the, the richness that it is to be a human. And oftentimes we experience transformation when we when we start to look at the shadow. It's, in my opinion, not that common to have real transformation when we try to always stay in the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, again, it, you don't have equilibrium. Yeah. You're slightly off balance if you're always on that one side. Yeah. No, yeah. Either side. Either side. <laughs> on either side. We kind of want to, you know, and we're going to bonk back and forth depending but on where we're I think when the at. dark scares us. Well, yeah. Then we're not willing to go over there. And I think part of it, and that's why it needs to be in a safe space, but part of it is just feeling like I'm not going to let this stuff... Um, weigh me down. Weigh me down or, or scare me anymore. Like right. I... It's part of the human experience to have darkness. It it's totally part of life. Is. I mean, let's talk about Star Wars even. It's just a very... Is that a too big of a jump? No, that's a good. That's good. That's all. That's what it was all about. That's that Star, Star Wars, Wars is about the light about. and the dark, the hero journey, and yes. all that stuff. Yes. This is all called union to stuff confront. too. By the way, this is kind of cool. Yeah, but you have to confront the darkness. You have to. You have to. And and the thing is, even when you try not to, when you try to just stay in the light, you'll feel the dark kind of tugging at you. Totally. You're always like, mm, I think I got my foot, you know, and then you're like, no, oh, no, no, let go, you know. And there's a lot of psychic energy. Of 
of like trying to pull my foot out of the dark where it's like, you know what? Don't use all that energy trying to pull your foot out of the dark. Just step into it. Mm. Take a deep breath step and step it. in. And mm-hmm. then take a look around. That doesn't mean you, you don't even have to do anything with it. Just yes. look at it. Yes. And and sometimes that in and, in and of itself is healing enough. Yes. You know? Yes. I think also in our culture we're like, then, then we need to do something with it. Oh, good point. What shall I do with it? It's like sometimes you don't need to do anything with yeah. it. Yeah. Just step sit in there it. and sit with it. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine too. It's like, again, the other client whose parent is dying. It's okay. Heart is broken. Yeah. That's what, it should be broken. Yes. So sit in there. Sit with that brokenness. Yes. Yeah. And you don't have to fix it. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, I think too, we try to be so helpful with one another. Like, okay, how do we make this better for you? Yes. Oh, this is happening right now. Okay. Let's, let's try to fix it. How do we fix it? Right. And I think that is just that that's trying to just that is usually from a, a place of good intention. It Such really good is. intention. And of course we want everyone to feel better. We hate to feel people, you know, have people in pain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, that looks like so painful mm-hmm. that you're struggling with all that. Mm-hmm. But even that is probably better to say than like, can I fix it? Right. You know, so it's like it looks like it's hard. That looks like it's very painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, you know, and I've told Kaylee this a hundred times when we, when I was in training. Oh, I love this story. It's um, such a good one though. And we were, um, and I, I we, you, we'd have a two-way mirror. It was the old days. And, uh, I had a client <laughs> in the room with me. I was not graduated yet. And my mentor was outside watching on the two-way mirror. And, um, my client was very sad about something I don't remember. And, um, she was just crying and crying. And so, of course, I got up and I, like, hand her a tissue. Mm. Like, here mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, after session, my mentor says, um, so why would you hand her a tissue? And I'm like, well, because she was crying. And, you know, when someone's crying, you hand them a tissue. And my mentor said, but how do you think it made her feel about her emotion right then? Because sometimes by just handing the tissue, even though you're meaning it as a good gesture... You're also sort of telling her that you're uncomfortable with her tears. Because mm-hmm. you're like, she could grab a tissue if she wanted it. Mm-hmm. It's right there. Yeah. And it kind of blew my mind. Like, yeah, oh. that's Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about that so much since you said yeah. that. Yeah. And that's, um, that's also similar to um, an exercise, active listening, which... Um, for those of you who attend our workshops, retreats, this one is gonna this one is gonna be popping up here soon. Where you literally just sit with somebody and you pick the topic, whatever the topic is, and one person and you just you look at each other and you sit pretty close and one person just talks about the topic and and whoever's listening, you don't nod, you don't say yes, mm-hmm. you don't make any sort of noises or nods or sounds, you just hold space for them. And because when we do things like yes or nod, you're giving an affirmation like, oh, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Keep telling yes. me more. Or yes, or, I agree with you. Yes. Or uh-huh, I feel the same way. Like this is this is mutual. Mutual. By giving the tissue, it's like I want to make it better. Or by, by adding your yeses, it's like, yes, you're normal in the way that you're feeling because I've felt that way too. Right. So basically taking all of that out and just holding space. Mm. And and just letting the person talk and letting it just continue wherever it needs to go for them. It's not guided by your affirmations or by your gestures. Because if you are guiding folks when you do any of that stuff, 
yes inadvertently or advertently if you're planning on or not planning on it you know Mm -hmm. now I don't think that's always the best way to have conversations I think it's a good exercise because um a friend posted this on Facebook about um active listening and when we when somebody is when somebody's talking about something painful in their life that we shouldn't kind of in, um, relate to them with our own stories, mm-hmm. that that's um, it was called like narcissistic or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, however, disagree though because when I am in really painful situations, I like to feel like I'm not alone. I like to know that what I'm experiencing, that I'm not the first human being to have ever experienced this before, and it makes me feel less alone. So I, I, I'm not saying that we should always be in this space of active listening, but I think it's a really fascinating um, experiment and and practice. Mm-hmm. And I think you bring up a good point because it really is a balance. So I, I'm yes, sure I think it's you, a balance. Yeah, you folks have been with people where maybe you're like, and then I'm telling a story, and I'm you know maybe you're saying, and then my dog died, and you're talking about how you know your doggy died, and you're going through the process, and suddenly your friend interjects and is like, well, my cat died two years ago. Yeah, and you're like, and then suddenly you're like, I didn't finish the story about my dog that yes. just died. You know, yeah. it's almost like you feel unrecognized in that moment. Yes. So there is that beautiful balance. But however, of, if you're like, my dog died and you're crying, and then the person says nothing to you, then you're yes, like, I, do you have no feelings? <laughs> Don't you see that my dog died and I'm I hurting? Have no empathy. I'm actively. <laughs> so I think listening. you're right. I think it's. I think it's a balance. That's why I think this active listening thing. It, it's. It's not the way to be in conversation with somebody else. In relationship either. It, oh, so yeah. like you have to use it, you know, you have to be aware of when you're using it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I do think it's a, a cool experiment. Can I just hold space with someone while they're talking about something that may be uncomfortable or that goes towards the darkness? Can I just hold space? Can I just sit there and let them just say what they need to say? Well, and the other thing is, I just thought of something, you know, as therapists, all, you know, all of us out there in therapy world, some of us are like, I'm a very gifted therapist. You know, mm-hmm. I've had many people sort of come out of the darkness and go into the world and the <laughs> light and be very effective. But you know what, what they found through research is really one of the most effective things about therapy. What? Is just so someone gets to talk for one hour. Oh no way! Yep, and the other per- and the other person just holds that space and listens. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, and I'll do that, you guys. Like I just had this the other day where someone was just talking and talking and talking <laughs> and talking, and I was like, I really was just sort of nodding and but being very present, mm-hmm. not interjecting my, you know, just kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, oh yes, that's terrible. At the end, she's like. Oh my God, I feel so much better. Oh, yeah. But really, that people just want to be heard. They want to be heard. And there's all that research about just telling your story. Oh, Remember? sure. Remember? Yes. That is so healing it's in and so of itself. It's so healing to tell your story. I just told my story. Yeah. And then the person's like, and I'm like, I did nothing. But in a way, <laughs> in a, but in a, in a way that's like... That's like unpacking your backpack a little bit. Yes. You're Just like... by telling your story. It's like you don't have to carry around the weight of your story Right, and anymore. you know, you're, you're like, like, I have an appointment with Kaylee today at, you know, 1230. I've got my heavy backpack. Mm-hmm. And you're there and you're waiting and then I lay out. I go, okay, and I'm going to unpack all my stuff and yeah. you're just going to be there and you're going to we're going to look at my stuff together mm-hmm. yeah and you're not going to look weird you're not going to be like oh what is that that is a problem <laughs> you're just gonna be like yeah oh yes you know uh-huh. kind of affirming and then i'm like oh yeah i got to unpack a bunch of my stuff right. and i might even leave some of it here yeah exactly i might not want to put some of it back yeah. into my backpack at Maybe the end of and this. you're as my therapist you're like 
That's okay. That's fine. You can leave that stuff here. Yeah. And I think also part of the darkness is there's like a lot of um, like shame with what we have in our backpack. Tons of shame. I think when we can bring shame out into the open, it's so valuable. Because some of the things that I've been most ashamed about when I've told people that I know love me, it makes me feel so much better. Mm Mm-hmm. Because then it doesn't, it's not this like deep, dark secret that I'm holding anymore that it's like, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible person. When I can free myself of my shame story, mm-hmm. I become lighter. And it doesn't have the power over me that it has when it's hidden in the darkness. No, and remember, it's like something's pulling. The darkness is pulling on your leg. She's so pulling on my leg I'm right pulling now. pulling on She's her leg. literally pulling and on so my leg. so you're using a ton of psychic energy to keep... So yes. all, a lot of energy is going into that versus just like, okay, what? You know what? Here, here it I'll is. I'll step right into my shame. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Don't need to pull my leg. I don't need to pull back. Right. And I'm going to share with you. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, and it just releases its power on you. <sighs> and I think that's why it's important we go to the dark. Because when we confront it, it, it loses its power over us. Yes. Right. I think that's like, at least for me and my or personal experience. Even when we just like lay it on the table. Yeah, just, just bringing it out into bringing the light. it out into the light. Then it's like. Yeah, and you're what? right. We don't necessarily have to do anything about it. It's just bringing it to the light. That is like a biggest, the biggest gift that's you can give yourself. the biggest thing you yourself. can do. Yeah. And that's what we do in Ula a lot of times without having to vocalize. I mean, mm-hmm. we can with the lyrics of the song if we want. But we get to dance. We get to move. We get to hear these wonderful stories through our, the artists that create this music. Mm-hmm. And we get to have release that way, too. We do. So there's a myriad of releases available to us in terms of unpacking our backpacks. Yeah. So we danced to the song <clears throat> um, Cringe. Today, uh, which is a song that that left our top ten, I, I don't know, a couple months ago now, and I forgot how powerful that song is. Like we had a we had oh. thirty people screaming these really powerful lyrics, and one of the one of the main lyrics, um, especially at the end, he sings, "Do I make you cringe?" I forgot that. Do I make you cringe? And it's weird because I love screaming that lyric, but honestly. Every single class, I'm kind of screaming it for a different reason. Yes. Sometimes I'm screaming it for myself and maybe something that I feel ashamed about. Or maybe I'm screaming it for somebody else's story. Or maybe I'm, yeah, it, it's like every kind of, every day that I that I do that song, it almost takes on a different energy mm-hmm. for me. But I think like that song is really like bringing the darkness out into the light. Mm-hmm. And when we can all scream together, <clears throat> do I make you cringe? It's kind of saying, it's like this acknowledgement of like, there. everybody has darkness. Well, it's kind of like talking about your shame. It's absolutely <laughs> talking about your shame. It's like, you know, sometimes do I, I make you cringe? Sometimes the things I, that I do. Or the you know, way that I the look. Way that or the way that I am. The, the way that I move or how I... Yeah, 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 or how I live, or whatever it is. Whatever it is. Anything that I'm feeling, like, honestly, not that great about myself, sometimes I'm like, do I make you cringe? And sometimes I'm singing it to myself, like, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's just, like, bringing it to the forefront. Just bring it to the front. It loses its power when you just say, come here, I yeah. can face this. Right, that's right, because you're not using all that energy to put it down. Uh-huh. Or to hide it. That takes uh-huh. a lot of energy. I'm telling you, folks. It takes a ton of energy and then, yes. to keep it down. 
or to carry it in your backpack. It's very, very heavy. Mm -hmm. That's heavy stuff. It is. So it's like, you know, bring it to the light if you can. And I'd totally forgotten what a wonderful song that is. That was good. That and song was good. I couldn't wow. believe how we remembered all everybody, the lyrics. Like, like everybody was screaming the lyrics so loud. For like most of the entire song. Yeah. <laughs> it was really I cool. I was like, oh, I forgot this I know. song. It was a powerful one for people. So. Um, but yeah, so I think... I. I I hope that Ula can be that space for you. And if you're not there yet, you're not there yet. And that's totally fine. But Ula will meet you where you're at. I just love that. She said that the other day. You have to listen to that podcast. Was it in the podcast? Yeah, that was yesterday when we recorded. Last week for you guys. Yeah. Yesterday for us. Yesterday for us. Time moves um, faster. I just love how you said that Ula will meet you where you're at. And really that's the, you know, there's been that pushback about, well, Ula's, you know, not fun or, or... I don't like the song Cringe. I'm not going to teach it. Yeah, I don't want to teach that song. And it's like, you know, and I love what Kaylee said. She was like, well, Ula, we'll meet you where you're at. It's okay. We don't have to have a fight about it. Right. You know, there's a, it's like, where are you at? Ula will be there for you. Mm-hmm. You just want to dance around like a mad, you know, five-year-old? Then do it. Right. Do it. Ula will let you do that. Do you want to process the death of your mom? Process the death of your mom. Do it. You can do that. Do you want to process? You want to work on your physical fitness? Get in shape. Get in shape. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want. How amazing is that? But I do think it's important to know um, what the... What what the deeper intention and goal yes. as far as why this company exists. Exactly. I think it's important to know that. And I think it's important you guys know that. And I think it's really important our instructors know that. What is the deeper meaning to this and what's what's the change we're trying to make in in people's lives? How do we want to affect change? How do we want how do we want to serve you guys? And I do think that a, a really big part of Ula is this light and dark living our full lives, not being confined to who we think we should be, not being confined to one side of the spectrum? We are, we are all things. We are all colors. We are, we are very, very complex beings, and it's okay to be that in the space of Ula. You don't have to be a female who only has female traits. You don't have to be, you don't have to be any certain thing. You can just show up and be you. Yeah, and we'll meet really, you there. We'll meet you in the with no pretense and no judgment. That mm-hmm. we have a space for just a little bit of time where we can be authentic mm-hmm. and not worry about what the ramifications are of that. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard in our real world sometimes to be authentic. And going back to the fact that it's not modeled very often, like yeah, it's not. Yeah, if we don't have the example of how this looks, then. A, it's going to be hard, but B, it's necessary. And so if Ula can be this space where you where you feel like you see other people modeling this and you actually start to model this for yourself, then that's how we can we can start to bring it out to other areas of our lives and other <clears throat> gosh, my voice. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, who invited grandma to the party? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, clear that out, ma'am. Well, some okay. lemon water for you, perhaps. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Oh. Anyway, I don't know why I think that's funny. I'm sorry about that. Well, she's just bringing the darkness to the forefront. <laughs> it's totally fine. I'm sitting with it. I'm not. <laughs> um, but anyways, yes, thank you guys for listening. Um I hope that you uh, I hope that you can use Ula to help you just 
grow into exactly who you are meant to be. Um, and, and recognize that your darkness and your shadow doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you any less worthy or unlovable. It actually makes you way, way, way more cool. Yeah. And we're all searching for equilibrium in our lives. And there are are times where it'll be easier and times where it'll be harder. And all of that is totally okay because this is our journey in this place And it's all about curiosity and growth and expansion and asking ourselves, where am I at? Where am I at right now? Mm -hmm. And it's okay to be the light and it's okay to be the dark. And it's okay and best probably to be in the middle. (laughs) Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye.